welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and riviet. It's really, really good to be with you again, and I'm so excited. <laughs> today because I have a wonderful, wonderful guest with me. It's Jana Barrett, who is a fitness and movement coach. And oh my gosh, I can't wait for you um, to listen to our conversation today because I know it's going to be extra fabulous. Welcome, Jana. Thank you so much, Samia. So lovely to be here with you. Yes, I'm so happy. You know, last time when we were talking, um, we had such a fabulous and deep conversation about fitness and movement and all of that. So I can't wait to dig into all of that with you today. Um, will you just start us start us off by telling us more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you for the introduction. So I am a fitness and movement coach and my passion in life is to my professional and personal life is to help women, specifically women in midlife feel amazing. So I help women with exercise. So mindful movement and exercise that makes them feel strong and powerful amazing full of energy kind of glowing goddesses that's that's my vibe I, I basically help women to go for sometimes what could be a very challenging time of their life and midlife and, and pre-menopause and menopause into thriving and feeling like yeah glowing goddesses let's go with that <laughs> I love that because you know when I think of the idea of a goddess uh, and you you already sort of um, mentioned this also that we're not just talking about like the like goddesses portrayed oftentimes you know it's really beautiful and awesome uh, in that sense but they're also really strong uh, have so much power and so for us as women to tap into both of those aspects of our identity mm -hmm. That is so cool. And I love that you focus on both. Yeah, thank you. No, it is very powerful. We can kind of see it. It's more shining from, I think, within than just the exterior, which we often in our society and modern life focus on more. But I think there is nothing more alluring than a woman that is really confident and strong True. and powerful and full of energy, you know, because we need to tap into the what's beautiful about our feminine energy and how to wake it up in ourselves mm -hmm. in a world that values mainly masculine kind of achievement and energy so so that's what's beautiful about yeah. my work indeed indeed and um, i mean you know like talking about masculine energy feminine energy and the differing values that the world at large tends to place i mean that's such a i mean it's really one of those um, issues that really the what's the word hercule <laughs> uh, i mean you know it's it's just based on such limited thinking you know because uh, when we think about women as a group there's so much diversity you know or even if you think about men as a group uh, there's so much diversity uh within us and 
and then to to take all of that and then to just box it up into being like no you can only be this or only this little bit of of who you are is actually feminine or actually masculine but come on that just it's irritating yeah. it's annoying Yeah, it is really limiting. And I think we need a little bit of both, you know, like I am, um, you know, when I'm at work and I'm coaching people, I'm often in my kind of a little bit more masculine energy, but I, you know, I love being, and, and the, the type of exercise that I like doing is the exercise that is not the hardcore weightlifting. It's more about movement and breath and, you know, the, the, the movement that I do with some of the ancient tools, I would describe it as something between martial art and a dance and a and a warrior weapon training and you know it's such a beautiful kind of blend of all and i think i think that's what i want women to realize that there is we're still following the the fitness trends like i was i was shooting some content today and i was like well how did we get into from the kind of the jane fonda aerobics you know like weird to like now crossfit games you know and you know women like wow we can be like men and you know and like there's, there's a lot of choice in between that we can tap into and and i think you just need to find something that um speaks to you and your kind of your body and the way you want to move because you know we don't need to follow what other people tell us to to do we yeah. can just choose and find something that speaks to you and and this kind of training i've discovered only recently and it really speaks to me it's it's enjoyable it's not a chore it's it's empowering and it's you know the focus is being taken from the the weight loss and it's more into just waking up the yeah the the, the inner goddess in, in you through exercise and breath and movement and and exercising in sync with your body rather than pushing it into some workouts that it doesn't really want to do because we are different than men and we often are being trained as men and that's that's not cool because that often leaves us exhausted and injured and yeah and then you know it's it doesn't suit our bodies because our bodies are different they really are right it's like i can be strong i am strong and i'm not like a man I don't have to be like a man to be strong. I can find strength and create strength and grow my strength in ways that are very me, very feminine, very woman. And yeah. uh, I got uh, I, I love I just love that love that about your approach. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers the happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease interested book a free happiness 101 exploration call with me your happiness expert samia vano Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's good. It's fun. It's fun and seeing the transformations in women that work with me, you know, going from maybe not so confident and you know, kind of out of touch with their bodies. I think there's a lot of women walking around the world that are really out of touch with their bodies. They don't like their bodies. They they are hurting their own pain they are struggling with hormones struggling with a lot of things and and i think just seeing you know you suddenly put a tool in a woman's hand and it's kind of like oh 
you know, and then you kind of wake her up and it's not just the physical strength, but it's the mental strength. And suddenly they walking taller and they saying no a little bit more and they setting healthier boundaries. And I think that it's their kind of mental resilience that mm. I think it's so not spoken about, about exercise. It's all of the other benefits of the right exercise. It's not just the physical, it's not just the toned muscles, it's not the cardiovascular fitness, the strong bones, the strong muscles and ligaments. It's about the mental strength. It's about emotional and mental health. I mean, there's so much research now coming out about how exercise is actually sometimes more effective in treating a lot of mental health issues like anxiety and depression that that medication is and that's really powerful yeah yeah oh my gosh you just made me think of my experience this was back in my college days and at that time you know I was still very much in the process of the early stages of my recovery and healing from being a survivor of child sexual abuse and I remember oh um you know in those days I was so um I just felt so unsafe in my own body and I didn't believe I had what it took to protect to be able to protect myself and I remember mm. you know not even feeling free enough to take on an open posture like sometimes I would be like just watching uh, my fellow students on campus just lying on the grass and you know taking in the sun and I was like I wish I could do that but I didn't feel safe to just lie back like that and just let myself go and um, one of the things that really began to shift that feeling of powerlessness and helplessness in me was when I got the opportunity to take a self-defense class on campus Hmm. and the interesting thing was that I mean I took the class we were you know it was for about four months Uh, that's how long our semesters over here is and so it was a four month long class we met like twice a week or something so by the end of four months yes I learned some skills um Hmm. but it it wasn't like I was some kind of suddenly an expert at self-defense or fighting (laughs) yeah in fact if anything at one level it just made me realize how much more I would need to learn to become really excellent at physical self-defense and fighting if it came down to that Um, Mm. and there was a part of me that was like okay you know what I need to learn it all and not only learn hand-to-hand combat which is what we were like focusing on but then they were like, mm. okay, more advanced because what if someone comes at you with a weapon and there are so many different kinds of weapons yeah. <laughs> and someone will always be better than you at using this weapon or that weapon or stronger than you. So you have to keep learning and, you know, making yourself more and more um, uh, skilled at, at these different fighting um, techniques. And there was a part of me that really was like yes I have to do it I have to do it but there was another part of me that was like just thinking about it made me feel like oh my gosh I mean am I not going to spend the rest of my life just focused on this <laughs> and is that really what I want to do and um, in some ways it, made, it it created a different kind of fear in me you know um, mm. and and uh, like in terms of okay now I've started to learn but now I don't know enough and I have to learn more of this so it was just Mm. like really uh, weird mind space (laughs) and (laughs) what helped me get out of that (laughs) actually when I took another self-defense course 
But this one was actually for women by women. And it was mm-hmm. a specialized um, course uh, and training being offered for survivors of abuse and other forms of trauma. Yeah. And that is where they sort of put for me in perspective that, no, you don't have to become an expert and take years and years yeah. of training in yeah. different kinds of like fighting skills and so forth. It really is about the mindset. Once you have the right mindset, you have belief in yourself, then you will do and you can do whatever you need uh, in the moment to to protect yourself and take care of yourself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it'll be said if all of us had to become black belts in karate in order to walk around the world, just in case somebody jumps at us. Yeah, no, there would be. But but as you said, it's more about the, you know, the, the response to if, if something was to happen. I mean, what are the chances? You know, they're reasonably small, but then um, it's more about you know, the way you walk down the street, you know, men don't whistle at me anymore, you know, because I will turn back and I'll be like, you want to talk to me? You know, like once you get that kind of confidence and you walk down the street with, you know, big, you know, kind of straight posture and you look people in the eye, you know, they don't tend to pick on women like that. You know, even if you're walking into a, you know, negotiating your, contract at work you know like it's it's how you present yourself I think and how you carry yourself and how you hold someone's gaze and and eye contact it's all these kind of you know 95% of communication is non-verbal isn't it so people are picking these cues whereas if you're walking around you know really timidly and you're looking down onto the ground all the time and you have rounded shoulders people can tell that that you know you are probably um little bit easier to to pick on yeah right I remember uh, my self-defense teacher um, uh, like one of the main principles um, that she taught us was that um, you know generally speaking in cases where women are targeted uh, for sexual assault sexual harassment abuse violence etc it doesn't just happen in one go. Like it's not just, um, usually someone's like watching you for a while and they will test you and, and they will see how far they think you will Mm. let them go, how much you Mm. will let them get away with that they can get because they don't want to get caught. You know, they Mm. want to be able to do what they want to do and get away with it. And so they will usually go through a process of sort of pushing you and testing you um, in terms of your boundaries, your strength, your ability to stand up for yourself um, at a mental, emotional level before they get physical. And so Mm. exactly like you were saying, Jana, the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, that actually mm-hmm. is when, uh, uh, when it like comes to prevention, that is actually yeah. way more important than mm-hmm. your physical skills in, in being able to fight with, um, you know, whatever level of effectiveness mm-hmm. or uh, being able to utilize weapons or not, etc., etc. Oh, absolutely, because I used to do jujitsu, and the main aim of all our training was you want to desperately try everything you can to not fight. Mm-hmm. So even if you're a black belt in jujitsu, you know, like they don't want to pick the fight. They don't want to be the one, you know, even they could. They could put anybody down, but they don't want to. It's yeah. the whole point that you try everything possible to not having to engage. Yes. Yeah. Why is that, like for you from that jujitsu perspective why is that why there's the philosophy of not fighting yeah it's an interesting question yeah I mean it's you never know how it's gonna go do you I mean if you are up against a drunk you know you probably are gonna get hurt even if you if the final outcome is in your favor I think it's always that element of unknown can they pull a knife on you and stab you you don't know that so I think you just want to basically you know push them down to the floor and run 
yeah yeah or never get to that situation where you have to engage that is so wise i think that really is i mean for me that shows that there is the the philosophy of jujitsu and other martial arts for that matter mm. um, i think oftentimes especially like in the west you know we sort of never learn the philosophy and the underlying disciplines yeah. and so forth that these arts are about we just focus on what we see at the surface level in terms of oh you become an expert fighter and you know what you see in the movies of people kicking butt and so <laughs> forth <laughs> yeah but it's not often about that it's about humility and and self practice and and meeting yourself on the mat rather than your opponent you know reaching deep and it is often about the philosophy behind it more than the actual physical aspects i think yeah, yeah. and it's like in your approach in your work i see that you are doing something similar where you yes you teach people physical uh, movement and fitness but you don't but that's not it like there's more to it there's all these deeper aspects to it um to how you work with women and that is really what allows you to help women get the really really excellent results that you do mm. yeah absolutely and it's about it's about self love and tuning into your body and listening to your body's cues because you know women we are different every day which our hormonal kind of blend is different every day you know some days you roll out of bed and you're like yay what am i going to do today and some days you roll out of bed and you're like i just want to crawl back in and not face the world and and how does exercise fit into that you know so maybe on the days where you go whoo that's the time where you train hard and on the times where it's like i don't want to face the world today i feel I don't feel that good maybe just reading your body and adjusting you still should move every day I mean it's I often tell people you should still move every day but move in the way that will suit your body on on that given day you know so yesterday I wasn't feeling very good I was kind of tired and I'm, I didn't know what was going on and so the training that I wrote for myself I knew that there was no point of pushing my body into doing something because I don't know what was going on I think I was coming down with something and so I just went for a really gentle walk with my dog and it was just being outside and it refreshed me and energized me whereas I know that if I went and did that workout it might have felt okay for a little while but I know that afterwards I would just crash and it just wouldn't I would have to push push yeah. kind of against the the yeah. body and where i was at so so what i teach women is often you know it's hard when you've got two classes a week booked somewhere and it's full on and and then suddenly you realize oh it's the first day of my period today and do i want to go and smash this probably not <laughs> so just always tuning in and asking and actually after a while once you open that communication between you and your body your body will tell you what it wants to do like no today we're just going to go for a gentle walk take me for a gentle walk or take me for a swim or or like yeah we're going to crush it today you know yeah today's right. day oh my gosh okay so this for me um brings up like a really really important issue that i would highlight um from what you said um you know there is this um um i don't know like in the general um culture that we have i know certainly here in america i feel that a lot where there's a push to this attitude of no matter what that there's things that you have to have a no matter what attitude and that's the winning attitude that if you don't like you have to set your goal and uh, and then achieve it no matter what. And so if it's an exercise mm. goal and you're like okay I'm going to do this much exercise this kind of exercise 
then you have to do it no matter what. And if you don't do it no matter what, then somehow you have failed. You mm-hmm. know, and um, what you are saying is something different, maybe. Um, I mean, like, and oh my gosh, so it's like I could never, I could never, I could never honestly fall behind this no matter what kind of attitude because ever since I have become obsessed with my mental health with my happiness I I you know I'm like I'm not willing to do things no matter what in uh, in that if it's going to compromise my mental health if it's going to compromise my happiness my inner peace then I'm not going to do it you know and so for me that has become a very firm boundary um yeah and i i I think i forgot the question that i had in my mind when i started talking about yeah i think i think what you're referring to is that again that masculine you know we celebrate the masculine the go 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 achieve at all costs just push through don't winch don't be a girl's blast and here in new zealand is a very much that kind of culture too you know like we our celebrities are our rugby team you know it's the kind of like you know, those are the heroes that we look up to. And, you know, we often, you know, tell our little boys, you know, oh, harden up and, you know, don't cry and be a man and be a boy and don't be a girl's blast and, and stuff like that. And then in return, New Zealand has the highest teenage suicide rate in the developed world. So put two and two together here, you know, like we don't allow our boys and our teenagers to be in touch with their feelings and to cry and have emotions and and you know we celebrate the go at all costs but women can't fit into that you know we can't push all the time i mean for women the the feminine energy is more like an ocean isn't it it's it's ebb and flow and it's being open and receiving and attracting things and being radiant and attracting abundance from the universe and magnetizing you know things and you know to us and i think that you know like now we kind of think like oh we can have it all we can have the careers and we can be in the boardrooms and but i think that leaves women really exhausted mm. because we are not i mean we can be in that masculine energy you know and if you're a boss of a company and you have to be in it you have to be in it but then what do you do when you get home you know you need to to get rid of it and then get into back into your flow and what suits you as a woman because i think you know there's a lot of women around who are terribly burnt out and quite hardened and and their health is struggling i mean their health is struggling you know it's a level of stress and and how they and often um when i did a lot because obviously i train a lot of women in midlife and they are reaching the menopause and some women really struggle and and all the research that I've done, it's telling us that how you've been treating your body up to that stage is then menopause is the result of all the abuse that you've been doing to your body for the last, I don't know how many decades. That is the kind of the reckoning time that is the like, okay, I've had enough, I've had enough of the stress and the hardcore exercise and the dieting and the starving and the not taking enough self-care and not taking enough time and not exercising in a mindful way and now i'm going to make you pay mm. so i think that's often you know we we can't conform to that push at all costs because i used to be like that in my business too when i started oh 80 hour weeks you know i gotta hustle i have to you know and then you just like one day you just go right. and you fall on your face and you're like hmm maybe that's not the way I should be running my business you know maybe it's more and now my work day is about you know I start at five and I coach some people I train myself then I go for a surf or you know and then I get into the flow again and then I do some writing and do a little bit of this and it's more this kind of you know just listening to the flow of your day and and structuring your days and structuring your work life around around your cycle yeah Yeah, not many people talk about it but there is a lot of research about 
structuring your monthly goals and monthly workflow to your flow uh-huh. yeah and it's very powerful to know that yeah for women that exercise makes- and work and life yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and i love that analogy you made of women being like an ocean because mm. not only does the ocean ebb and flow and all of that awesome stuff but my gosh the ocean is so powerful <laughs> so it sort of like goes back for me to the idea we started with talking about earlier where we're like you know we do power we have power we are power but it's just do it in our own way you know i mean i can think of very few forces in the world that are more powerful than the ocean oh yeah but then sometimes it is so beautiful and calm isn't it <laughs> and sometimes it's like <laughs> yeah like as needed as needed it's like even when it's calm the power doesn't go away anywhere is just um in a different form expressing itself mm. in a different form oh, absolutely that is yeah. so cool it's a beautiful analogy isn't it metaphor like if somebody described to me i think i was reading a book about relationships between men and women and they said that the man is the mountain they should be the mountain in the middle of the ocean always strong and unwavering and then the ocean around it you know the kind of the sometimes it's calm and sometimes it's not but the mountain still stands you know and i think that's really beautiful way just to look at the kind of the masculine and the feminine dance even in within ourselves as women you know we have that dance as well you know yeah yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh you just made me think about the mountain pose in yoga <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you really deeply root it in your yes. in yourself. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is also a really beautiful pose actually. Uh according to some yoga uh philosophers, they say that the mountain pose is truly the most difficult of poses mm-hmm. because with the mountain pose, it's not just about cultivating the stillness of body. which is what what most people focus on but it's also about cultivating that stillness that calmness of mind and thought mm. and feeling uh mm. so and how many of us can achieve that and how well and to what extent that's really where the challenge is oh absolutely yeah and that's why I love training people with these really complex movements with these warrior weapons like steel mace and club bells because mm-hmm. you can't think about anything else because it will go terribly wrong so i think what a lot of my clients often say is like wow i really cannot even for a split second think about work my relationships the problems that i have my mortgage or whatever because you just fully tuned in into your breath and in this tool that you have in your hand and you know that if you're not going to do it well you're going to like pop yourself on the head or you because you have you swing these tools so you're creating a very dynamic movement and you're moving the tools around your body so if you don't pay attention i mean i once remember i was swinging these two clubs and then someone walked in through the door and i looked and then the two clubs arrived right above my eyes and it re- I wasn't knock myself out oh, it was that split second of me just going just looking and then I just went yeah. so people know that then and, and that's i think so nourishing about mindful mm. exercise and movement is that you can switch the it's like meditation for me exercise is moving meditation yes yes exactly mm. when you do exercise with that kind of mindfulness it absolutely mm. is meditation i mean i know so many people who will be like doing exercise so maybe they are like um let's say on a treadmill but then they're distracting their mind by watching tv watching or TV. something like that and like for me that cuts down so much on the benefits that you can experience from exercising because yes mm. your body is still working but you're not 
um, at the same time training your mind and your emotions and get you know teaching yourself how to have that unity of mind and body um, yeah and it's like this like multitasking which is a myth isn't it just means that you're doing one thing not so well while you're concentrating on something else and you yeah. know the person on the bike exercise bike or on the treadmill watching tv is their form good is their breathing good because that's not what they tuning in they're missing a really amazing opportunity right. to tune in with their body and and to go like am i squeezing the right muscles am i and being with themselves i think in that moment but i think a lot of people are scared to be with themselves it's uncomfortable yes and i think also part of the problem is probably that um they feel the need to distract themselves because they don't enjoy the exercise that they're doing and they know that and 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 so rather than being like okay there's a problem here in terms of i need to either figure out a way to enjoy this exercise or try a different kind of exercise that i can really enjoy instead they're like okay i'll just distract my mind yeah because this is so boring yeah and that's probably what you referred to that push culture isn't it mm. oh i gotta lose 10 pounds that means that i have to be on the treadmill for an hour every day and it sucks i won't stick to it long term i can't because there's too much but hey at the you know it's just wasted time i think and i often tell even people who come to me for trial sessions i'm like if it's not your jam if it, this doesn't float your boat oh my gosh, don't waste your precious life doing something that you don't enjoy. Go and dance in your kitchen for 20 minutes every day if that's what you want to do. Or do jujitsu, do surfing, do walking, do running. I don't know, find something that will make you get out of bed at six in the morning or whatever time, put your shorts on and go and do it because life is just so short, isn't it? Yeah. To be doing things you don't enjoy. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I and and you have to sort of like think from this mindset of putting a real priority on enjoying your life and having fun in your life, on loving your life. Yeah, because it's only the one you get, right? And I think people people have this kind of notion that we have infinite amount of time but i would never spend an hour on the treadmill that's not you know and I, my exercise is 20 minutes a day i don't dedicate more time than that i mean that's if you can't get your exercise done unless you're working towards some specific goal obviously but as a normal person yeah. with just wanting to be reasonably fit and reasonable i mean we're not olympic athletes right i mean we're just normal people that just want to have a basic level of strength and mobility and feel good and exercise for mental health 20 minutes a day should do it i mean you shouldn't have to spend more than that maybe half an hour tops yeah yeah actually because why no should you be spending research. yeah mm -hmm. no i was saying there's actually a lot of research that shows that that 20 to 30 minutes a day period that's really mm. all you need it's all you need yeah and even I, i go even further with people and i said look even if you can do just 10 yeah it's enough mm. even 10 minutes a day it's 70 minutes over a week still better than nothing because often i get people who haven't moved for a long time or who are really tired and really have issues with mobility and people that can can't get off the floor and and so those people are just give them mobility movements, just basic stretches. And I think 10 minutes is all you need. Yeah. Or if you're running three times a week, do 10 minutes of mobility every day, just to keep your body moving. And and um, think about, you know, that kind of long-term when you are 50, 60, 70, 80, what it is that's actually gonna keep you being able to live your life yeah. to the extent you want to live it. Yeah. Being able to get out of the car, you know, off the floor, being able to maybe clean and, and hang up the laundry and, you know, just the yeah. really basic things. Because once you can't do those, when you're old, you're going to have to go somewhere, right? You can't live in your own home anymore. And, um, and often people focus on the strength and the muscles and the skill, but often forget that it's the basic mobility 
yes. and how you move your body that is the goal for the old age it's not about whether you can lift 50 100 kilos off the ground it's about can you just put your groceries in the car yeah. and carry them into your home and yeah. bend down when you're mopping your floor and you know get in and out of a car once you have no hip mobility and you can't get out of a car well you can't drive anywhere anymore yes and that's a huge loss of independence and i think that that's what people need to think about will my exercise be is it sustainable mm. for the rest of my life is this something that i can is this something that's hurting me or is this something that is building me stronger and more yes. mobile yes so thinking about your health and fitness from that bigger picture perspective it's like you don't want to make your body fit in one narrow sense but then end up hurting mm. yourself in other ways or um you know uh, not be able to sustain in the long term uh the the fitness that you're creating right now because mm. you lose that fitness then that creates other challenges in terms of your mental health and you're like oh my gosh i've i've seen this happen with so many people where you know they'll work really hard for a period of time to lose weight develop a certain level of uh, fitness and so forth but they can't sustain it and then when they're in that period where they're feeling they've lost that fitness then they're they really go down on themselves they're beating themselves yeah. up you know and that's just so like i mean toxic Mm, they get depressed too and they often yeah. put on a lot of weight and yeah. it's that kind of I think the the modern I call it the fast food fitness mm. so you sign up for some class some maybe high interval training or something and then you, you you're working out for six eight I don't know 12 weeks and it's going really well and you're losing weight you're gathering skills and then you get injured mm. and then you're out for four weeks while you're recovering so you lose all the gains pretty much and then you go back and then i these are mainly the people that i often get you know they are stuck in that injury cycle or they're running but they are a 50 year old woman and they i, I had a client who was a runner so broken yeah tight hips chronic injuries um even when she was really exhausted, she would still go for a run because, you know, she had to run 140 kilometers a week or whatever. And then she was always in that injury cycle, always being okay, getting injured, being okay, or aggravating the old injuries. And that's not, that's not good. I mean, that surely cannot be, you know, and then with every injury, it never really, once you get into midlife, it never really fully, Right. you can you can never really fully fix it there'll always be something and then you just end up with this you know people tell me oh i'm i'm so fit i can run a, i don't know half a marathon and then you're like oh yeah but i've got issues with my feet issues with my ankles i've got you know and you're yeah. kind of like well good for you yeah but you are reaching this goal at the total expense of yes. your own body because yeah. your body is paying for this yes daily yes and being able to run half a marathon ultimately really like you said unless you're a professional athlete and literally that is like the thing that you have devoted your life to like really what is the point of your life like what's the point what's what are you really gaining in your life um and in your ability to live life in a meaningful way in a purposeful way by being able to run a marathon um if that's not like and you know and you're just normal people you're not a professional athlete or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah and there are some people who really like do smart training you know they strength train and they lots of mobility and so for them you know it's it's not a not a big deal they just yeah. run it and they don't have issues but right. i think the majority of population is they oh i'm gonna start running and then they just start running and then inevitably right. you know within a few weeks they will get injured because they just don't hire a coach or don't do the strength training in order to be able to do that or 
already maybe sitting down for eight hours every single day and then they loading that poor tight body with more exercise and it's right and that happens because they're not professional athletes they're not professional runners and they don't want to be and so so of course they don't have the capacity or the motivation or the know-how to do things Mm. that other way that's where you know you you take you train yourself hard but then you're also you know like really doing so much else to take care of your body and your fitness to enable you to do that run without harming and injuring yourself and so forth Mm. i mean Mm. athletes like literally um professional athletes i mean they spend i mean i don't i like um i'm forgetting exact numbers but like uh who was i listening to like um uh there was uh i mean they will have a whole team behind them exactly they have massage therapists they have physios they have doctors they They have acupuncture they have you know they have like a whole team of people putting them back together in order to be able to achieve that peak performance yes but most of us don't have that at our fingertips exactly exactly it's like their fitness and everything to do with it is like their whole lifestyle is basically like you have to devote to that in order Hmm. to maintain that and create that kind of level of fitness and maintain that like you're and you're spending your pretty much your entire day it's like eight Mm. hours a day maybe more like i mean it's their job isn't it yeah exactly exactly yeah exactly exactly so i think we we just don't realize that we lose that perspective so we're trying to like Mm. copy them but we can't because we can't spend eight hours a day doing all that stuff and we're normal people you know like I, I have two businesses and I'm a solo parent of three children and you know I don't I don't I don't have time to if I can't get my exercise done in 20 30 minutes unless I go surfing of course that's different but um I don't have the I don't have the time and I want to do other things you know there's other self-care practices that I like to do and yeah. and um, one shouldn't exclude the other so yeah if you can't get your exercise done in 20 30 minutes then um and often people kind of think, oh, I need so much time. And I often tell you, you don't. You actually need 10, 15 minutes a day. Yeah. I am, my boyfriend is 52 years old and he's in a phenomenally amazing shape. And when he tells other men that he exercises for 15 minutes a day, they don't believe him. But it, it is. But the thing is that he's been doing it for decades. Yeah. So doing 15 minutes a day for decades in a mindful way yeah. is going to get you into a phenomenal shape where you're just maintaining it as opposed to letting yourself go and not moving your body at all for 10 years and then and then kind of doing this oh I'm it's, it's everything or nothing like you know yeah. like they don't realize okay well I've just left my let myself go for 10 years. So I'm going to give myself 10 years to get back to the shape where I was, right? No, they want it in six weeks. Right. And I think that often the, the messages we get in media, it's like, lose 10 pounds in six weeks, get summer body in four weeks. You know, like nobody is telling you if you want to lose weight, it's going to take you years because that's not going to sell, is it? Yeah. <laughs> But that's what it takes yeah it takes years and it takes a small incremental steps over a long period of time and i think people don't want to hear that they want the instant quick fix hey that's okay i can put on 10 kilos in three months time and i let myself go and then it'll be fine because i'll jump on some diet and some crazy 100 push-ups a day program and then I'll lose it all in six weeks. Well, guess what? Then you're going to get injured and then you're going to put on 12 kilos this time, not 10. And then I see people just, yeah. And this is the fast food fitness. This is the this is the instant kind of, you know, we just want to put a Band-Aid on it and just make it go away. But it's, it's just, yeah, 15 minutes a day of body weight exercises in your garage 
that will it's like the turtles wins the race right the turtle not the hare you know like <laughs> it's the kind of the slow and steady and sensible that will win the race eventually and it's you know for for normal people that have busy lives then that's the approach give it 15 20 minutes every day and um you'll be fine you'll be absolutely fine yeah i love that i love that and jana i'm having so much fun talking with you i don't want to stop oh. we have to stop <laughs> last words you want to share for right now uh what do i want to share um yeah just to simplify your movement and exercise yeah if you are a woman in midlife listen to your body and 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 appreciate your body for what it does for you every single day find a coach or if you want some freebies get in touch i can send you some freebies or i have a facebook group where i do free training for women and and lots of um sort of kind of tips and tricks because i i think women relate to me because i am also a woman in midlife and i think um and i'm busy and i have children and i have job and i have you know lots of the things that we most women are dealing with every single day so i totally understand you i understand you i know the challenges that women are facing in our modern society i understand it so i would just like to mostly educate and empower women to find ways how to achieve vibrant health and not just physical health but mental and emotional health through movement because it is possible yeah i am a walking example of it is possible it is absolutely possible yeah awesome i love that and for you our listeners please know that we are going to be dropping um jana's links so you can get in touch with her in the show notes so make sure you check those show notes click on those links and get in touch with jana and until we connect next time i wish you lots and lots of peace and joy 